It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling World. We have a very exciting episode tonight because we have a lot to talk about. As always, I'm your host, Austin Boyer. Before we get into tonight's episode, though, a few quick podcast shout-outs, as always. All right, guys, check out the Cult Film Companion podcast, the Manic Pixie Weirdo podcast, the Fan in the Van podcast, Crime Divers podcast, Sense of Shelf podcast, the Two Mexicans One Mike podcast, the Hill Truth, the South Bridge Podcast, Your Daily Writing Habit, the I Seen It Podcast, the Fandalorians, the Hashing It Out Podcast, the Geek Gauntlet Podcast, the Augusto All Elite Podcast, the Smokers Lounge Premium 6 Podcast, Kimi's Tea of the Day, 8750 Podcast, hosted by Yeti Yeef, the Air Quote Wall Podcast, the Dirty Heels Podcast, the Suns and Shadows Podcast, Decaying with the Boys, Ice Scream, You Scream for Movies, Two Men and No Hope Podcast, check out the Story of My Pet Podcast, check out Tea with Mike, check out the Modern Northman Saga Podcast, check out the Stench of Adventure, the Haunted Tales Podcast, Quad Pro Quo Podcast, Films and Firm Nation Podcast, Canary PI Podcast, Bog Access One-on-One, What We Just Watched Podcast, What Are Your Thoughts on This Podcast, and last but not least, guys, Bold Talk by Joe in the Mr. Gentleman's Podcast. So all those podcasts can be found on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, and wherever you stream your podcast, guys. Check it out. And all these podcasts can also be found on the new app, Good Pods. Good Pods is a great app if you're a fan of listening to podcasts or you have a podcast yourself. So definitely check that app out. All right, guys. We have a very exciting episode because, like I said, we have a lot to talk about. A lot has been going on in AEW recently. We had a masked man at All Out, who people were assuming is MJF. 
and then others are assuming it's Bray Wyatt, but we're just going to throw that out there right now. It's not Bray Wyatt. It's clearly MJF, and I just want to throw that out there right now because it seems like every time there's somebody in a mask, anytime there's somebody new in professional wrestling, the people you know don't know who it is, they assume it's Bray Wyatt, and it's not. This time, it is Maxwell Jacob Friedman and nobody else. We haven't seen MJF for months, so it's cool to have him back. Last time we seen him, he dropped a fiery promo on Tony Khan and All Elite Wrestling, which was a shoot. Maybe it was a work. I don't know, but it was definitely something. So it's good to see MJF back. Um, I don't know what they'll do with him. It, it does seem like... MJF versus CM Punk is the way to go, or it was the way to go, because now with all this drama involving CM Punk and all this controversy and all this heat he has backstage, who exactly knows what's going to happen? Um, CM Punk, after All Out, joined a press conference for AEW, and he trashed All Elite Wrestling and its talent. With Tony Khan by his side looking shocked. This, to me, um, is surprising, but it's really not. Because when you know CM Punk, and you know he speaks his mind, and he does not care what people think, it's not surprising one bit. He spoke his mind when he was in WWE. He let his frustrations be known. You know, he, he didn't hold back. And he certainly didn't hold back during this press conference. During this press conference, he talked about his friendship with Colt Cabana and how everything just unfolded. Now they're not friends. Now they haven't talked in years since 2014. He talked about Hangman Page going into business for himself. He made references to the Young Bucks when he said, I'm working with all these young guys who think they know everything. And he went on and on and on about how frustrated he is, you know, being a veteran in the ring and working with all these guys who think they know what they're doing. You can tell that CM Punk was very frustrated, very upset. But like I said, this is nothing new. Like I said, he voiced his opinion in WWE. So this is no surprise to anybody. If you know CM Punk... You know how he is. And there's been rumors for months that CM Punk has been upset with AEW. I, for one, I didn't think those rumors were true. Because of all his tweets, he seemed happy. But now, it definitely seems like maybe those rumors were true. Maybe maybe CM Punk is actually frustrated. And I don't know about you guys, if you're Team Elite, if you're siding with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega... Or if you're siding with CM Punk on this. But I, for one, I'm kind of in the middle. You know, I get CM Punk's frustration. But, you know, to, to call out half your talent is, is pretty unprofessional. But then CM Punk, you know, he's kind of known for that. He's kind of known for calling out talent and being unprofessional in some people's eyes. I, for one, think CM Punk likes to stand up for himself. He don't take no bullshit. 
And a lot of people in professional wrestling go into business for themselves. Much like Hangman Adam Page, you know, when, when CM Punk made those comments, he felt Hangman Adam Page was going into business for himself. So maybe, maybe that's true. You know, he's really upset with Adam Page right now. And you know, he's upset with these younger wrestlers thinking they know more than him. But let's be honest, that's not just professional wrestling. That's daily life. You know, the younger generation, they think that the adults know nothing. Yes, the, this younger generation in pro wrestling, they're talented athletes. But when you can't respect the people before you, like CM Punk, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. You have to respect the people before you. And I think that's where CM Punk was getting at. You know, you have to show respect for your veterans because they know their craft. You have to show your respect, like CM Punk said, for guys like Mark Henry, you know, um, Tolly Blanchard, you know, guys like that. Or uh, who else? Sting, you know, um, there's a lot of talent. Arn Anderson, guys like that, that that know wrestling. They have a great mind. They know this business. But then there's that other side of me that thinks, okay, maybe CM Punk should have known what he was getting into. The AEW roster is full of young talent. They're not full of veterans. Yes, we have Christian Cage, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, um, Sting, a lot of ex-WWE guys, you know, but CM Punk knew what he was getting into when he first came to AEW. So I see the pros and cons in both sides, you know. Yes, CM Punk was unprofessional, but yes, he stood up for himself. No, he shouldn't have called out the talent, but... I understand his frustration. He is the veteran and the the talent needs to respect the veteran coming in. Because a guy like CM Punk can help this talent and and build the future for AEW. Now, as far as what happened after the press conference, I guess there was a physical altercation. There's rumors going around that the Young Bucks kicked in the door, that a chair was... Uh, flown across the room that CM Punk was throwing punches. I don't know if this was true. Uh, there's also rumors that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega all confronted CM Punk. Now, I don't know if it's true about CM Punk throwing punches or not. I don't know if any of this is true. This was reported by Fightful Select, uh, Sean Ross Sapp. He reported this earlier. I don't know if any of it's to be true, but it's definitely uh, something to look into. Could CM Punk get fired because of this? I don't know. You got to keep in mind, he is the current AEW world champion. So what what is Tony Khan going to do? How is Tony Khan going to react to this? Is any of this true? You know, did this physical altercation happen? So I, I really don't know what repercussions CM Punk or, you know, the Young Bucks or Omega, whoever was involved, will have. Now, um, I, there's also that possibility, guys, that they could just be pulling one over on us. Now, and I'm going to tell you why. 
you know, um, they could be facing repercussions for all this. You know, this this could be a lot of heat. This could all be real. You know, this could have all happened in real life. Maybe there is a lot of heat in AEW right now. But there's also a theory. There's also a theory of why I think maybe this is all just a work. Maybe it's not real at all. Maybe it's not just a shoot that we think it is. And maybe this is all planned by Tony Khan. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay, so AEW in the beginning, man, they were, they were doing great, right? They were doing way better than WWE. WWE's ratings were plummeting right now. Well, before, you know, not right now, but before. WWE's ratings were plummeting, and AEW was doing great. They were beating WWE in the ratings every week. They were putting on great matches. Everybody was talking about AEW, how good that is. And nobody was talking about how good WWE is. And everybody was saying about how the quality in WWE is poor and AEW was doing well. Okay, fast forward to Vince McMahon retiring, Triple H taking over. So now we got the tables turning. Okay, we're no longer talking about AEW and how good it is. Now we're talking about how good WWE is, how good it's been since Triple H has taken over. All these returns that we've seen in the last few weeks since Triple H has taken over. Okay, and this has caught AEW's attention. Tony Khan has taken notice. So he stages this press conference with CM Punk to get people... To get, the, to get the fans' attention. Because he wants the attention brought, brought right back to AEW. Because right now, everybody's talking about WWE. So could this be AEW's desperate attempt to get the fans back? It would definitely be smart. Because right now, nobody could tell if this whole CM Punk and Elite situation... Is a shoot or it's a work. Nobody knows whether it's real or if it's fake. So if this is staged, then Tony Khan is a genius. But if it's real, then Tony Khan has a problem. And things are about to go down. Now, like I said, as to if CM Punk gets fired or not, I don't know. Because you're not just firing an AEW talent. You're firing your AEW world champion. You're firing one of your top talents. I'm not saying AEW can't survive without CM Punk. Because they can. We've seen it before. But what are they going to do about the AEW world title if he gets fired? Because as rumors are going around, he's creating a lot of hostility in AEW. Will Tony Khan put up with that? I doubt it. You know, I know CM Punk's a big star, but he's also an AEW talent. He also works for Tony Khan. So I can't imagine Tony Khan, you know, letting somebody else get away with it and not CM Punk, you know. So I I definitely feel like this will be dealt with. Maybe CM Punk will get suspended or fined, um, depending on the physical altercation. Now, what he said during the press conference 
you know, he spoke his mind. That's no big deal. If there was a physical altercation, you know, that that's, of course, going to bring a lot of heat. Tony Khan, you know, may have a sit down with CM Punk and say, hey, you got to tone things down. You're causing a lot of problems. You know, who knows? Um, you know, but, but this, this to me, it seems like a shoot. It seems real. But there's also something in my mind that tells me Tony Khan is pulling one over on us. And we will see CM Punk next week. Continuing whatever storyline he has. You know, we have MJF returning. And that's why a part of me thinks it's a work. Because in the same night we have CM Punk win. And MJF possibly returning. Okay, now CM Punk cuts this fiery promo about the elite. You know, he, he's going off. You know, CM Punk's known for his pipe bombs. Okay, so now Tony Khan got people talking. Tony Khan got the eyes on CM Punk, his top star. And now MJF comes back, setting up a CM Punk versus MJF feud once again, this time for the AEW World Championship. How much sense does that make? They got the attention on CM Punk with that media press conference thing. Okay, now they can go ahead and forward to CM Punk versus MJF to bring even more attention. And that's how they will capitalize on WWE if they do so. If this is staged. But like I said, if it's not, Tony Khan has a problem and it needs to be dealt with. I don't think CM Punk is toxic, and I don't think he needs to be fired, as most people say. I think he just voices his opinion, and people don't like it. That's what CM Punk is known for, though. That's what made him famous was his pipe bombs, was speaking his opinion when he sees bullshit, and people don't like that. But I, I do feel this is a shoot, guys. I, I, I you know, this, this just looks too real, um... There's been rumors of a lot of frustration in AEW, not just between CM Punk, but a lot of talent are frustrated, and I've heard there's a lot of controversy, and knowing CM Punk's personality, this definitely seems like a shoot, that's why I'm calling it a shoot, but I want to know your opinion, you know, what do you, what do you guys think about this? What do you think should happen to CM Punk? I'll tell you what, guys, Tony Khan during that press conference he got a little heated towards the end there. You know, he, he said he had more money than Jimmy Crockett. But in the beginning of the press conference, when CM Punk was speaking, you know, Tony Khan, he looked scared. I mean, this guy looked like he didn't know how to handle himself. Tony Khan sat there and let CM Punk, you know, let out his frustration. But Tony Khan looked scared. Tony Khan also looked like he wanted to stick up for his talent, but he, he probably just figured he'll let CM Punk say what he wants. Because, of course, that's going to bring attention. That's going, to get the, that's going to get the YouTube views up. That's going to get people talking. The less eyes they have on WWE, the better. The more eyes they have on themselves, the better. You know, it, 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 so it all makes sense. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I hope Tony Khan deals with this for the sake of his company. Because with WWE bouncing back and doing better, 
I definitely feel like this is going to be a war. This is going to be like a WWE versus WCW type deal if things start heating up. And they are. But with this whole controversy going on, and if it gets worse, then who knows? I don't know what's going to happen, guys. It's very um, up in the air right now. But what are your thoughts? Do you think this is a work or a shoot? Do you think this is real or fake? Do you think CM Punk should be fired? What are your thoughts? But anyways, guys, I want to move on right now. Okay, this past Monday, we saw the return of the monster among men, Braun Strowman. Now, this was rumored last week that he would return. It was confirmed later on through the week that he would return, and he so did. He returned, and now we have Braun Strowman back in WWE. As as for Control Your Narrative, I don't know what's going on with that. It doesn't seem like he has any part of it anymore. I don't really understand what's going on because... Braun Strowman, along with EC3, started Control Your Narrative, and they, they said this would be big. They said this would be as big as WWE. You know, they went on to say this is a new opportunity for talent that got wasted. And that people would be able to control their own narrative and control their paths. But now Braun Strowman has left Control Your Narrative and went to WWE. I'm assuming he left, right? I mean, he's in WWE now. He's not in, if, he's not in Control Your Narrative anymore. So did Braun Strowman just give up on that promotion? I don't know. Um, as far as current plans for Braun Strowman, it does. I have read that Braun Strowman will join the SmackDown roster. This is interesting to me because you know when Braun Strowman left WWE, his last match was Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, and Braun Strowman. Now, there's a lot of talent for Roman Reigns to face. And with them moving Braun Strowman to SmackDown, a Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman match makes sense. Keep in mind, Braun Strowman is returning as a babyface this time. So this does make sense. So could Bray Wyatt get involved? Could they run this back, do the whole triple threat match again? At Extreme Rules or Survivor Series? I don't know. Could this be a Wyatt family reunion? Could we get Eric Rowan back? Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman. Could we get the three of them back? And maybe do a Wyatt family reunion? I believe they have big plans in store for Braun Strowman. I think he will... uh, Go right into the title picture because they're moving him to the SmackDown brand. So it makes sense. You know, Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar. He beat Drew McIntyre. John Cena, Undertaker, you know, a lot of names. Well, he he beat Undertaker years ago, but I'm just saying, you know. um, He beat Bobby Lashley. Or did he? I think he faced Lashley, right? Or was that Brock Lesnar? I don't remember. Um, he's, he's beat a lot of names, man. And, and 
Braun Strowman seems like he's next on the list to become number one contender to face Roman. So this will be interesting because I, I feel like as time goes by, we will get more returns. So it's exciting. You know, this we, we've been getting Johnny Gargano. You know, Johnny Gargano returns shortly. Dexter Loomis. A lot of names. So to see Braun Strowman come back was shocking to me considering what all, what all happened with Control Your Narrative. But I'm excited to have him back. You know, I am a, I am a Braun Strowman fan. Like I said, I feel like Braun Strowman should have had a push back when he was a top heel, back when he was feuding with Roman in the beginning. For whatever reason, his push died down. You know, he was a monster heel that people loved. When he created the Get These Hands um, catchphrase, it took off and people loved him. As soon as his music hit, people loved it. So... Hopefully, with Triple H taking over, Braun Strowman can be booked like the monster among men that he is, like he should have been booked in the beginning, like he was booked in the beginning before Vince, you know, totally destroyed that gimmick. Maybe now he can be booked like a solid champion. Maybe now he can be booked like a monster it's been rumored for months that Roman is taking time off, guys. I don't know what the plan is. Clash the Castle, everybody thought Bray Wyatt would return and take out Roman and then send Roman on his way. You know, Roman would take his time off. And they said the same thing at SummerSlam. It was rumored that Roman would take time off and Brock Lesnar, I thought, would go over. That didn't happen. Um, Lesnar put Reigns over, and here we are with Roman Reigns still the undisputed champion. Holding both belts. Now, if I was booking Clash the Castle, and I almost called it Crown Royal like Austin Theory, if I was booking Clash the Castle, then I would have had Drew McIntyre go over. Think about it. It's his hometown. That's a way for you to... Split the titles up into both brands, Raw and SmackDown. Everybody goes home happy. Roman has been a champion for two years. Two years too long, in my opinion. Yes, I love Roman as a heel, but come on. Two years as champion holding both belts? If he was holding one belt, I think that would be a little more reasonable. I think I could deal with that. But holding both belt, holding both belts... And now it just feels like the whole company is just centered around Roman. Every match, you know he's going to win. You know what's going to happen. It's predictable. Clash, Clash the Castle, I thought would be different. With Triple H taking over, being Drew McIntyre's home down, I thought it would be different. I expected more surprises. The only surprise we got during that match was Roman Reigns' cousin coming out. Helping Roman pick up the win and retain his title. So I don't know what the current plan is for Roman. I'm assuming Strowman will go to SmackDown, face Roman. And then possibly we can get a Bray Wyatt involved. That would make sense. I don't know. Because we've been saying Bray Wyatt for months. Just hasn't happened. I don't get my hopes up anymore. I love Bray Wyatt. But at this point, I'm just like, whatever. 
He's teasing it on Twitter. You know, he's teasing something. We just don't know what. And then Eric Rowan is also teasing something on Twitter right after Bray Wyatt. So it's like they're all teasing something. Could we get a reunion? I don't know, but we'll talk about we'll talk more about this on next week's episode. I will be doing a Wyatt family episode talking about if they could possibly reunite and how they could actually do it. Um, but I'm excited for Strowman's return. He looks in, to be in good shape. He's always pretty much been in good shape. You know, um, he's kept himself healthy. He got rid of that stupid haircut that he had and control your narrative, which I never understood. Um, but he, he looked great out in the ring, the dominant monster, as always. He's quick. He fell. <laughs> he kind of fell when he, uh, before he attacked Chad Gable. He kind of tripped. You can kind of see it on YouTube. It's kind of funny. I actually had to rewind it because I missed it the first time. I thought he had tripped when I seen it, but I wasn't necessarily sure, so I rewinded it, and I, I laughed. It was pretty funny to see a big man like that trip and fall. But he got back up pretty quick and finished his spot. But it, it, that, was, that was pretty cool. But he looked great out there. You know, I, I thought he hasn't missed a step, obviously. He's healthy. And I think if anybody deserves a push, yes, it should be McIntyre. Yes, he should get a rematch. But if they're taking Strowman to the blue brand, maybe Strowman can get a push too. Maybe Strowman can get the push he deserved in the beginning. Because let's be honest, Drew McIntyre is not the only one who didn't have a decent title run during the pandemic era. We all know Drew McIntyre didn't have a decent run during the pandemic era. He was champion a few times during the pandemic era, and it just didn't work out. But Strowman was also champion during, you know, the COVID era and the pandemic and everything. And his title reign just didn't work out. It ended fast. He faced Goldberg. You know, he dropped the title of the Fiend. Roman picked it up. You know, it, it just, it was gone in the blink of an eye. So I definitely feel like Strowman could get a push eventually. I don't see why not. Vince McMahon isn't taking over anymore. Triple H is. So hopefully Strowman can do something big and, you know, get back on top. As for control your narrative, I don't know. I'll, I will do more research on that and get back to you. Speaking of Strowman, guys, when you think of names like Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, you think of names like Alexa Bliss. And I'm going to call her Miss Bliss. And if you've seen my recent episodes, you know why. Because I have this A-L-E-X-A device. And I hate it. And every time I say A-L-E-X-A, she goes off and starts talking and ruins the episode. And that's been like a common trend in the last few weeks. She has been going off and I hate that box. I hate that thing. I hate electronics. I don't care for them. You know, I like video games, don't get me wrong, but I hate this device. It does not shut up. It talks constantly. It's ridiculous. But anyway, so I'm going to call her Miss Bliss. And we're going to go with that. But you know who I'm talking about. Okay, Miss Bliss, whenever you bring up Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, you have to think of 
Miss Bliss. Because she was partnered with The Fiend. She partnered with Braun Strowman. But what are their current plans with her now? You know, before um, they repackaged her, she was the goddess. Then she partnered with The Fiend and took on a whole other gimmick. Then they introduced the Lily doll. You know, she went through all these therapy segments. And now she comes back. Okay, now all that's like forgotten. And now she's like back to her normal self. But now she still has the Lily doll. Okay, but this Lily doll to me does not serve a purpose. What is the purpose of this Lily doll? What does she do? Does she have any supernatural powers? If they don't get the Lily doll involved... In some sort of way, does it really matter? I mean, she's just carrying around the doll. When they first introduced the doll, the doll was supposed to have supernatural powers. The doll had a backstory of how Alexa got the doll and how she was bullied. And during the pandemic era, you know, we've seen things. We've seen Lily move and everything. And of course, WB, they can pull that off because of the pandemic era. And there, there weren't fans in the building, so it was easy for them to pull them out, pull it off. But what purpose does Lily have? You know that they can't do those tricks now because the fans are back in the arena. So when I ask you what purpose does Lily have, I pretty much answer my own question: She does not have a purpose. Therefore, they should get rid of the doll, give Alexa her old gimmick back, and give her a push. Unless Alexa Bliss could transform into the doll herself, creating a whole different gimmick, a whole different psychotic, darker gimmick, that would be cool, right? It would be different, but at least she'd be doing something, right? Because right now, she's stuck in, a, in, a, in the tag team division with Asuka, and they're really not doing much with her. And a lot of people were on Twitter frustrated, thinking, what are they doing with Alexa? Is she going to get a push? She come, back to the, she come back to the red brand, you know, Monday Night Raw. But they really haven't been doing much with her. The therapy segments aren't even talked about anymore. Her previous gimmick before this, when she was with Bray Wyatt, that's not talked about anymore. You know, she's not swinging on the swing anymore, doing them, doing those backstage promos. She's not doing that anymore. So what are they going to do with her? Is she going to stay in a tag team with Asuka? You know, Asuka, Asuka and Miss Bliss, they're very talented. You know, and, and right now, I know their tag team division is kind of stale. And I know we have new women's champion, but now that tournament's over. Okay, so I would much rather see Alexa Bliss go after the Raw Women's Championship. Or any championship, if that matter, except the 24-7 championship, because that's garbage. But they got to do something with her. 
You know, she she's so talented. She can cut the promos. We've seen her as a heel back when she was the goddess. We've seen what she can do with the darker gimmick. She can pull those characters off well. And I feel like keeping Alexa in the tag team division is just kind of wasting her talent. Again, guys, I got to be careful saying A-L-E-X-A because I thought she was just about to go off here in a second. But she's not, so we're good. Anyway, guys, <laughs> um, they have to do something. She is too talented to be in the tag team division. I don't know what they'll do. I do feel like they have plans for her. I, I just think the timing is off. I don't think it's the right time for them to do something with her. But I, I do feel like they, they will have plans for her. At some point. Now I, now, I understand they can't push everybody at once, you know. But pushing her would definitely bring some more attention to the women's division. Because right now, it just seems like the women's division is centered around Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan. And to me, that's really it. When you think of the women's division, the singles division, you think of Rousey and Liv Morgan. And when Charlotte comes back, you know it's going to be centered around Charlotte as well. She's going to be involved. Becky Lynch is out, you know. Uh, but yeah. And then we have Bianca Belair. And she's doing well. But I'm talking about the Raw Women's Championship. You know, um, some, sometimes I get them mixed up. Who's, who's the Women's Champion on SmackDown? Who's on Raw? Um, I believe <coughs> Bianca's on Raw, right? She's the Raw Women's Champion. Okay, so if they, 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 they push Alexa... Bliss to to the moon, you know. I could see her facing Bianca and getting a decent push. That would be a good storyline. Hell, if they if they even gave Nikki Cross her old gimmick back before she was a superhero and gave her the old Nikki Cross back, I think that would be a good storyline because they both be darker characters. We've seen what Nikki Cross can do in Sanity. So I think that would be cool. There's options for her. You know, but but I just feel that they they can definitely do more. And they're not they're not doing enough. And unless she her and Asuka, unless they win the tag team the tag team titles eventually, which I don't see happening soon then I feel like it's a waste. But I don't know. You know, that's just my opinion. I I hope they have plans for her. With all this talent coming up from NXT, all these new returns coming back, you got to think there's probably some returns coming for the women's division. As we ha we have seen a few for the men's division. I definitely think we have something in store, and it's going to be exciting. But I'm excited, guys. There's a lot in wrestling going on right now, and there's a lot happening. 
And because there's a lot happening, that's why I decided to do this episode. Because I wasn't going to do an episode until Monday. I like to do an episode and then wait seven days and do another one. You know, I like to do an episode every Monday unless there's breaking news. Because when there's breaking news, I like to talk about it. I call these types of episodes breaking news episodes. Because when there's so much talk about in pro wrestling, you got to talk about it. I don't want to wait days and days after because then it won't be talked about. And the more wrestling roads you get, the better, right? You love hearing me talk. Admit it. I love hearing me talk. Not really, but um, I hope you do. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, guys, that's tonight's show. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Please check out the podcast that I listed in the beginning. Those are all great podcasts. Again, they could be found on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, and check them out on the Good Pods app. The Good Pods app is a podcasting app for podcasts and listeners. For podcasters and listeners, sorry. But it's a great app, so be sure to check it out. But I hope you all enjoyed tonight's show. I'll be back probably not this Monday, but next Monday, considering I'm dropping this episode tonight after I get done recording. And then not this Monday, but next week, we'll be talking about not not this Monday coming up, but the Monday after. I mean, we, we will be talking about the Wyatt family. Could they reunite? So stay tuned for that episode. And I will see you guys in a couple weeks. Take care. Watch wrestling. God bless and good night.